What's up, podcast land? We, the boys from Parked in Turn 1 are back. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice, with my man, Bo. Bo, what's going on this evening? Hey, Jason. Not too much. How are you doing, man? You ready to talk about some racing? I'm, oh, I am. But what I need you to do, Bo, is get fired up. Can I get some fired up, Bo? Let's I, do this. Come I am, on. I am fired up. Uh, this is the calm before the storm. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was about to send uh, Angie in there to check you for a pulse. I didn't know what was happening. She's fine. Thought maybe Don't worry you about were. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Thought maybe you were going into shock. You were just so excited <laughs> that you had just. <laughs> you're like one of those goats that gets too scared and passes out. I'm you're composed. Like just... <laughs> I'm, at, I'm composed. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we had the Donington Park this weekend where they ran World Superbike. They did not run Super Sport, which is obviously the FIM's fault. Like, it's obviously they knew that I would get mad about this, so they did it just to poke me, and I'm not standing for it. Bo, can you back me up here? Yeah, the FIM is terrible. C- continue. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were looking for? Is that the, that, that's the not support really. to your agenda I, that you wanted? I, 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 mean? I feel like, Bo, I feel like we're on different pages. I feel like, you know, you were supposed to say yes. You know, you cheated the fans. You cheated the viewers. <laughs> I mean, I needed a rant, but what I got was, yes, definitely the FIM's fault. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, but we've got to work with me here, man. I just a little bit. That's all I'm asking. All right, I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to make it better next time. Next time we go on an FIM rant, I'll, I'll have some more supporting evidence to go, other than just the fact mm. that we didn't get to watch the Super Sport rounds. We didn't get to see SS300, you know, run there at Donington this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically everything that FIM robbed us of of that weekend. How's that? That better? man we're on it second man's a player second man's a player (laughs) man okay all right well you know let's start with the super pole um i know that comes after race one normally but we'll just start there you know uh and first we had johnny ray second michael vandermark tom sykes fourth was alex lowe's fifth was garrett gerloff sixth was scott redding seventh was leon haslam eighth was michael rubin rinaldi ninth was chad davies and tenth was lucas mahias um in this Super Bowl race, what I saw was, you know, more of the same from Johnny Ray. You know, he's a champion. He's he is very sensible when he rides, but he got he got a good start. And, you know, he just did what Johnny Ray does. I mean, this is what we're used to seeing, right? With Johnny Ray at the front, Johnny Ray wins the whatever race he's in, be it with a, a super bike, a shopping cart, a scooter, it doesn't matter. Johnny <laughs> Ray is right at the front and yeah. he usually wins. I mean, that's what we saw today in that in that Super Bowl race. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it. these conditions were really kind of sketchy all weekend long for these guys, it seemed like, you know, especially on uh, That's on shocking Saturday since it was in England. Yeah, yeah I, I, my jaw was at the ground, it, you know, just to see that there was a possibility <laughs> of rain somewhere in England. Um, but, you know, once again, we saw it looked like some uh, some good, some folks made some good decisions on those that intermediate tire um, yep. from Pirelli. And that intermediate tire is really impressive to me, you know, because watching the track dry out, some of these guys were setting really, really good times. And, yeah. um, you know, I don't want to take anything away from John Ray, but uh, on the flip side of the grid um, in the finishing order, we saw Scott Redding at the very back. Um, and, you know, you saw you could see it in Scott Redding's just his his mannerisms, even on the opening lap. He knew that he was in trouble. Uh, I, I think that he knew that there was a problem. Um with that with the tire selection that he had made and just shaking his head and was just you know fairly upset with himself and um and kind of well i mean he did he did a pretty decent recovery job though i mean he he was he finished sixth i mean he's you know it's it is what it is in the super bowl race 
I'm I'm sorry. I have the super poll up. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know why I said that. I apologize. Yeah. So everybody, don't listen to Jason. He's dumb. And uh, let's go back. And Bo, please continue about him being on the wrong tire. Uh, was, you're you know, right. Uh, Scott Redding, you know, brought the bike home, um, but it was an 18th yep. place. So outside the points, you know, took a hit to to, uh, mm-hmm. to Jonathan Ray and also Top Rack, uh, you know, in the championship with those points in the Super Bowl race. And then also lost his grid position for race two. Um, so, yep. uh, you know, once again, not to take anything away from Johnny Ray and, and the folks that did well in the, in the right. uh, in this race, because um, to me, this whole weekend, I was actually fairly impressed about how these BMWs were running. Uh, you know, we've talked yeah. about the BMWs not being really strong or looking st- only strong for certain portions of the race, you know, whether it be the uh, qualifying during the weekend, they qualify well, and then they start to kind of drop through the pack as the yeah. race progresses. But but right. these races really, to me, these both these BMWs really stood out. And, you know, even, even I was watching the races with Ange, and Ange even looked at me and she said, this is the raciest Tom Sykes has even looked in a long time. And I, and I had to agree it with really him because yeah. you know, he yep. and Vandermark really did look good uh, all weekend long, mm-hmm. but, you know, especially in the Super Bowl race, finishing second yep. and third. Yeah, well, I, I, let me let me go back and correct myself because I did read the Super Bowl list and not the Super Bowl race list because, again, you know, I got, my name is Captain Novice for a reason, and uh, this is one of them. I'm just dumb. I just have the dumb off a lot. That's just my life. But uh, you got a lot going Johnny on, Ray, man. It's okay. Our it, listeners uh, understand. Uh, we all love you. We're all here oh, for you. I got, you know, I do have a lot going on. I got seven-year-olds and 10-year-olds running my life. Um, but it doesn't matter. Johnny Ray was first. I got that one right. Tom Tom Sykes was second. Vandermark was third. So I said the BMWs in second, third. We just flop them. Mm-hmm. Leon Haslam was fourth. Garrett Gerloff was still in fifth. Razgat Lioglu was in sixth. Luca Mahias was uh, seventh. Chaz Davies was eighth. Andrea Locatelli was ninth. Michael Rubin Rinaldi was tenth. So that's the actual Super Bowl race. I gave you the top ten qualifiers in poll. So this is the actual race results. But to your point, Tom Sykes looked much better this weekend. Now, Tom Sykes is two things. He's really good at Super Bowl. He always has been. And he the race, the Super Bowl race. But he's also really good at Donington. And Donington Park, I have to say, that track looked amazing. I thought that track looked to be in great shape. I really don't understand why MotoGP doesn't go there anymore because I think that facility is awesome. Not that I hate Silverstone. I don't. But I love the Craner Curves, and I love the Melbourne Loop at Donington. I think those are two of the coolest uh, sections of track that you'll find anywhere. But uh, the, Tom Sykes the, is really good in Donington. What's the what's the supporting crowd capacity at Donington? Could that be part of part of that reason why? You know, I don't think so. It's it's, it's got huge grandstands. So okay. I mean, I just they, didn't know they, how they big have they huge, were. Yeah. Well, they could actually hold. Yeah, I mean, it's bigger thing. than CMP. What do you want? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, it's better than Road Atlanta. It's better than Laguna Seca. And Laguna Seca had MotoGP yeah, yeah. for a while. But That's true. Now, they don't go back there. But it's not on par with um, Silverstone in terms of overall. Because, I mean, Silverstone is, is, a, is a premier facility in the world. It's world class. But I really think that Donington... The, the track itself lends itself to really good racing. And I think it's a good... And, and you get two, two events in England, you get four events in Spain and two in Italy. So let's, uh, let's, let's even it out. Right. right? right. I mean, come on. No, definitely. But back, 
I digress. I digress. I, I, this is my own soapbox. Um, Michael Vandermark, we just talked about Michael Vandermark last week and him being disappointing. Well, this was a good showing. Um, the, the BMW did look strong. Vandermark looked much better than he had. And I, and I'll, I will get to the races in a little bit because that was a little bit different story, but that's positive for BMW. It seems like steps forward and they need that. Um, Leon Haslam, out of, for me, out of nowhere, like I was shocked he was in fourth. I mean, when I was watching the race, I was just like, huh, look at that guy. I mean, what'd you think? Well, yeah, him and he's got a little bit of an edge here too. You know, he's from he's a he's a British rider, so you know he's probably got some a little bit more seat time here on this track. We do know the Honda's fast. You know, um, we know that they're sorting out some things with um, Alvaro Bautista. Uh, you know, he only finished down at fifteenth, so not the the result that he was looking for. But no, Haslam looked good in this race, and uh, and he and Gerloff and I think even Vandermark for a bit they were uh, they were battling it out quite a, battling it out quite a bit. Um, so, so yeah, like you said, it was kind of out of nowhere. He's been close to the top 10 all year long, but we've never seen podium fights and podium charges out of him. Um, right. So I think it's a good step I think for those him. days are gone for Haslam, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think I, I can't disagree with that. You know, I mean, he could be. I'm just, Yeah, I'm just going off what's happened the last couple of years, right? I mean, that's, right, yeah. that's just there. Well, and, you know, um, when we saw Sykes' departure from Kawasaki, and then, you know, I think Haslam moved in in his stead, um, and, you know, we never really saw um, that strong front-runner teammate to uh, to a Jonathan Ray. Um, so Still it, don't. No, exactly. I mean, Lowe's is definitely a little bit inconsistent when it comes to that. Yeah, So, but good on Haslam. You know, that's a good yeah. result for him and his team. I mean, he's been out there toiling with the Honda. Garrett Gerloff in fifth was a great finish for Garrett. I, I, look, here's the thing about Garrett for me. He obviously has the ability to go fast, right? He yeah. does. I mean, he there's no doubt about it. But that's not all there is to winning at this level. There are lots of other things. And Garrett may learn them. He may well do it. He's 25 years old. He's still young. Um, but at 25, that window does start to close here pretty quick. You know, you've got three, four more years if you're injury-free, you know, and into your early 30s where you still can be competitive as long as you stay injury-free. But, you know, Gerloff has got to keep this form up. We have to keep seeing this because this is the only way you're going to get better is to race with the best guys. Yeah, and and the only thing that I'll combat that with is I think, you know, uh, I don't want to say Garrett Gerloff may learn um, you know what what it takes to run at the front. I think Garrett Gerloff is learning that. You know we've seen really sparks, really nice sparks of brilliance in the past couple of years out of Garrett Gerloff, and what we've seen is a lack of consistency of that. You know we see some some mistakes here and there. We saw the mistake in Estoril that really put him on the back foot for the next round um, at Mizano. We saw a big step forward at Mizano as the weekend continued on, and I think right now. Um, you, you know, and we'll talk about race one and race two in a minute. Um, but with Garrett Gerloff this weekend, to me, he seemed just steady to me. Um, you know, despite one thing that happened that we'll talk about, um, that to me, the end of that race was still a big deal to me about where he had finished. Um, you know, and even coming back into this race, this was another top five for Garrett Gerloff. Um, these short mm-hmm. sprint races, uh, you know, everyone's really frantic. Everyone's really, really, uh, you know, pushing really hard all race long. And, and I think that that might be something that Garrett Gerloff needs to get used to. Um, you know, he's he, he's really used to the longer races. 
in in Moto America. Uh, not really used to uh, you know a lot of these short sprints at this level. Um, so I think the Super yeah, but Bowl he's races, been here for a year. Don't for, I mean? Yeah, you, how how long do you need to get used to it? That's my question. You're okay. you've seen these. You and I'm again top five. I'm cool with, but I need this to be more often, right? I mean, like you mentioned the Mizano. That was as bad as it gets, but it, we saw it in Aragon too, those two moves in a row. So Garrett's done a good job of keeping that under control, right? Not mm. and then running into other riders. That's step one. Step two, keep yourself in the top five so that you can run with the Johnny Rays, the top top right Rascatli Oglus, because those are the guys that are set, and that's who you need to be learning from. So to your point, Garrett Gerloff seems to have learned some things, yes, but he's still got some more steps he's got to take because if you look at where Garrett Gerloff is, I mean, if you're more than a second and a half, two seconds behind the leader, you're not really racing with them, right? Like you're not. And right. And so you know. we need we we need him to so we need him to learn how to be what Raz Gatlioglu and Ray are. And we need that. And I'm saying that as an American fan. I just want, I want to see that flag on the top step of that box. Well, that, that that's our selfish wish, right? And, and I don't disagree with right. that whatsoever. But you know, with that logic being applied to the rest of this field, you can point that finger at every single rider in the rest of this field, with the exception of Raz Gallagher and, and Ray right now, and say you need to do better. You know what I mean? Because right, guys but they're not Americans, so right. Yeah, no, no, okay. yeah, 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 completely yeah. understand. Gerloff is being unfairly judged. Yes, by me. <laughs> like I want, I want him to win, and I don't give a darn. Yeah, I, just, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care why you're not winning. I want winning, um, and that's just selfishness on my part because. I long for the days, I've mentioned this before, I long for the days of the Schwantz, Rainey, yeah. yep. Frass, Freddie Spencer domination. I love to see the American flag. You know, I had the good fortune to have breakfast with Kevin Schwantz once at MotoGP. Oh, wow. And he sat down at my table and we talked. And he said, the funny thing is about MotoGP now is it that back when I was riding, it wasn't if an American was going to be on the top step. It was which American. Hmm. He said, so now it's just if American is even going to be in the series. He said, that's the difference. So yeah, I selfishly wish for the days of Rainey, Schwantz, Fred, Freddie Spencer, and those boys because, man, come on. Those were good days. Well, and I think Gerloff represents also that he kind of is that American dream almost. You know what I mean? He's a, the down-home boy from Texas, you know, always got a smile on his face, always upbeat and, you know, always always trying to be positive and continuously putting in the work. And, and, and if there's anybody that you want to see become a champion right. for America, it, it's Garrett, to me, it's yeah. Garrett Gerlach. I agree you with know, that. I, Absolutely. Huge, you can't huge. dislike Garrett Gerlach. Oh, Come yeah. on. Yeah, if you are, you don't have if a you, soul. Yeah. If you do, you hate yeah, puppets. Yeah, you don't like uh, anything. I mean, yeah. Go away from other people and never interact with anyone yeah, else. You're that's not bringing. If you don't like Garrett Gerloff, you're not bringing joy into most people's lives. That's right. That's right. If you don't like Garrett Gerloff, then I don't like you. So there you go. That's what it is. Okay, but you know, you're right. I am harsh. I'm a little bit unfairly harsh on Garrett because I want him to win every race and he's not. But to your point, you know, there's still time for Garrett, and yeah. he may come out next year. Guns blazing, you know what I mean? Like I've got this, and well, I still think I'm still mad that he didn't get that second 
uh, factory Yamaha spot. Yeah, like, I Locatelli think that, got it. Yeah, that, I, that, I didn't like it. That has a little bit to do with it too. But but I always try to remember and and try to keep into perspective what happened with in motor inside of Moto America. You know, Garrett Gerloff ran for I think two seasons or at least about a season and a half in the Superbike class alongside Cam Bobier, and and was really just trying to find his feet and trying to find his way to the front. And, and he would he would get to the front, and then something would happen. He just had the, the worst stroke of luck. But as soon as he won, as soon as he got his first win, you know, I think he strung three or four together after that and, and just had so much momentum on his side. So, you know, if we ever get to see that kind of a turn with Garrett Gerloff inside a World Superbike, I think it'll be really exciting for us. And, and you know, we can hope because we're, you know, we're seeing that front, that that front movement from him towards that, but like you're saying, there's yep. still a gap that's got to be brought down to to both Top Rack and to Johnny Ray, um, because yeah. and and I think that when I see that gap come down, and we do see Gerloff continuously and consistently fighting for po- that that either that last step on the podium or fighting for a second place or a race win with those guys. I think that's when we can say, wow, this now's the time, you, you know, because the, to be able to fight against a Johnny Ray or a top rack um, is right now at this at this level with the way those guys are riding. It, you're doing something right, I think. A hundred percent. Yeah, I you know, that's true. So speaking of top rack I and mean, he only finishes sixth in this race. Right. And mm-hmm. that's pretty surprising. Um you know, I, he just struggled in this the mixed conditions like that. I think well, he, you know, tire choice came into it. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on. Well, you have to think he started thirteenth, and this is only a ten lap race. Right. You I know mean, what I mean. So, the, uh, had this been a full a full race distance, you know, large race, twenty one laps or, or nineteen, I can't remember how many they they run with the full distance here at Donington. Um, you know, this could be. You know, he could have had it even top you know top four possibly you know he was uh, he was i'm sorry five seconds off the win um or off the front row so he's a second behind Gerloff, and uh you know Gerloff didn't finish too far behind haslam either they were battling it out quite a bit so yeah yeah um, yeah you know he could have been much different you're right yeah yeah so uh, we just don't know you know coulda woulda shouldas and and what kind of uh well garrett Gerloff has gotten me off on the tangent and we ended up talking about Gerloff a lot but yeah you know yeah, i'm sorry i feel like there were a couple other pretty solid rides you know um locatelli and rinaldi did not look good all weekend really i mean 10th in this this super pole race wasn't great you know davies was ahead of him right luca mahias was ahead of him so you know i, I think i think rinaldi struggled this weekend overall i think locatelli looked pretty good in this race but, you know, with that, let's just move to uh, race one. Mm-hmm. You know, race one, we saw Raz Gatliotglu win it, Johnny Ray second, Alex Lowe's was third, Tom Sykes was fourth, Vandermark fifth, Leon Haslam was sixth, Garrett Gerloff was seventh, Alvaro Bautista was eighth, Luca Mahias was ninth, and Andrea Bassani was tenth. Um, Axel, Axel you know, Bassani. I'm sorry. I always want to, I can't get these. Italians kill me. Anyway, um, Axel Bassani, you're 100% right. I, Andrea Locatelli, Andrea yeah, Diagin Antonio, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They all run together. But Axel, I apologize. I know you're listening. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, but, and honestly, I shouldn't have done that because that's the first top 10 he's had this year. And, no, he had uh, a top ten so, in uh, in Mizano, I oh, think. I think he had one or two top tens actually in Mizano. Yeah, he did, did he? Bassani yeah, had another. Yeah, he had a. Good well, then I haven't Mizzano, mentioned his yeah. name enough to really talk about him, so I'm, I apologize. Uh, but 
Rascat Lioglu, again, and I'll say this to the day I died, this dude on the front end of a Yamaha. It scares me, Unbelievable. It, like, coming into the Melbourne Loop, I thought this guy, every time they showed him coming in, I was like, oh, he lost it. No, well, that's just how he rides it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come on, man. Some of the slow-mo shots that we're seeing of this guy, the you know, the rear tire's bouncing while he's tipping the bike in, you know, and I'm like, ugh. It, yeah, I was stressed out watching it. And, but, yeah. but, no, Rascat Lioglu, he had a phenomenal first lap in this race. He, he got an amazing start off the line and went from 13th on the grid, and I, I'm not sure where he crossed the line um, at the end of the first lap, but, I mean, he had made up a lot of spots, and he all he yep. did was continue to walk, uh, you know, towards the front, and, you know, once he got to the front, he just kind of, kind of walked away from it a bit and he and ray and it wasn't the fact that he and ray you know he left or that ray wasn't fast because ray even finished you know 10 seconds in front of the third place uh rider so you know both of these guys yeah. were really moving and, no. and they were really riding on a different level i'll tell and, you what raz gatliagu's on fire right now i mean he's oh, on yeah. fire he can he cannot do any wrong and you know johnny ray did good i think settle for second it was the right move i don't think anybody had anything for raz gatliagu all weekend you know, Jonathan Ray in this race did what we know Johnny Ray to do. I mean, this is just what he does. He couldn't win, so okay, let me just take 20 points. This is what the championship's about. He's less worried, I think, about race wins than he is about the championship, and it shows because he usually makes a really good decision. Uh, but, you know, a guy that we just gave a hard time to earlier in the evening, Alex Lowe's, finishes third, so that's a great result for Alex. I mean, it, no one was going to catch top rack. And no one was going to catch Johnny if it wasn't top rack. So he was the best of the rest. Yeah, and, and Alex Lowe's definitely, you know, from his, his heritage in Great Britain, you know, he's ridden in these kinds of conditions quite a bit. He's definitely, you know, somewhat comfortable in it or finds his feet a little bit better in it. But, you know, still being 12 seconds off of uh, off of top rack for the, uh, you know, for the win, um, he's a little bit further back. But like you said, he didn't do anything foolish. He still brought the bike home. Was two seconds in yep. front of Sykes in fourth place. So that was a mm -hmm. solid finish this weekend for Alex. Um, you know, going back to Jonathan Ray a little bit, his bike just looked so unsettled underneath of him. In this he had race. a he had know, ran it, off. He that runoff he yeah, had. Um, ooh, well, that was scary. How many how many saves that he had? You know, in through uh, into turn oh. two or turn one and two coming through there. And then you know, like you said, he did have Crazy. the runoff and. Um, you know, that bike was just moving a lot all the way around him. So Yeah, um, no, he it, did not look comfortable on it at all. He did a really good job just to just to maintain his composure and still come home, you know, in second yep. place that far ahead in second place, too, though, to me, was yeah, kind of the, the, uh, the resounding uh, result there that, that stood out. But, um, you know, fourth place and fifth place, again, we have the BMWs there. Um, yep, they just look so they they look better this weekend. They, they just really did. did. I, I mean, I I can't say enough about. It. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful bike to look at too. Whenever they're riding in tandem, mm. I mean, I, you know, it's mm. it, it's fun to watch them ride. I'll tell you what, that BMW has been whispering that divorce is not so bad to me for about two years now. <laughs> ever since that new body style came out, I mean, I I have to, I cannot, I can't go to a BMW dealership and look at one up close. I can't do it. I just, I know I'll walk out of there with one. <laughs> um, and and maybe have to sleep on it. I don't know. You know, we'll just yep. have to see. But uh, but they, you know, to, like I said before, Tom Sykes is really good at Donington, um, and and the bike looked good. And then obviously they found something for Vandermark as well because we've we've talked about it. Vandermark's been struggling this year. We we thought we'd see a lot more from him. So the potential for the bike is there. It's getting there. And I think 
if BMW is serious about being in this series, they'll figure it out. Um, and, and hopefully that's the case because I'd love to see those two battling for more, po- more podiums. That, that just makes it more interesting, right? The more manufacturers that are battling, yeah, the more fun it is. Like you said, you know, talking about Gorilov, once we, once everyone starts to bring that time gap down, you know, to top rack and Ray, then it's going to get, si- get exciting for everyone. Yep, absolutely. Well, you know, Leon Haslam again in sixth. So he was like, you may be right. He may have had some home cooking going there at Donington. Um, he looked really good in race one. I mean, he, he held off Gerloff. He he was he was not terribly far behind Vandermark. Um, uh, he was a good ways in front of Gerloff. Now, you were going to talk about something that happened with Gerloff. Were you talking about race one? Yeah, I mean, you know, we okay. did see we saw Gerloff. I can't remember what position he was actually in. I want to say it was in third or fourth. Um, yep. it, you know, when he crashed, he, he crashed again, and you know was able to uh, pick the bike up and and it, bring it home and and finish. I, I know, thought it was a great 10, result. But, Yes. Crash. No, yeah, absolutely. I thought it I, showed a lot of character. It showed that Gerloff, you know, was was serious. He could have he could have stormed off and walked off. No, yeah, and, and that shows, like you said, that shows the grit that this kid's got, and that he, you know, he wants to go off and he wants to win. He wants to continue moving to the front, and that's, I think that shows the respect to his team too. Um, you know, to be able to try to pick that package back up yeah. and bring it home like he did, and even yeah, the top he, ten. That, that's a that's, that's right. A, he had a, a chance for a podium there. Result. Yeah. Yeah, he had a chance for a podium. He was battling up there, and he just, you know, he had bad luck, and it went mm-hmm. bad. It went pear-shaped for him, and but he, he gathered it up, and he uh, he did well. You know, so Alvaro Batista finishes in seventh. Um, Luke Mahias in ninth, and Axel Bassani was in tenth. Um, Bautista's year has been disappointing, just like HRC across the all-racing series, I think. I mean, do you disagree? Um, with the exception of... Our Moto America Stock 1000 class for Jeff May, I would I would definitely agree that. Oh yeah. There. Okay. Um, but no, right. yeah. Yep. Across the, um, I don't want to say top tier because I don't want to put down you know any of those guys in top in Stock 1000. Mm. But um, at the superbike level, we'll say yes. It's not been yeah. and superbike and the GP level. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've just not, not really great. seen a whole lot of great results out of Honda. Um, you right. know, Leon Haslam, in uh, now, now that's to say I'm not sure what you know is going on right now in British Superbike because we don't follow that super, uh, much very closely. Um, sure, but uh, you know, as far as World Superbike, Moto America, and MotoGP is concerned, no, this is not HRC's year, and I think HRC no. just wants to get out of 2021, you know, with as best results right. as they can right now. Right, right. I I would agree with that. I I think I think it's a struggle year, and I think. Honda has come back strong before, and I hope they do it again. I mean, it's better when Honda's good. So yeah. um, we're, we're wishing the best for HRC there. Now, let's go to race two. First place was, again, top rack, Razgat Lioglu. Second was Garrett Gerloff. Third, Tom Sykes. Fourth, Scott Redding. Fifth, Michael Vandermark. Sixth, Alex Lowe. Seventh, Chaz Davies. Eighth, Michael Rubin Rinaldi. Ninth, Leon Haslam. Tenth, Alvaro Bautista. Um I don't know what else we can say about Top Rack that hasn't been we haven't said in the last couple of of series that we've done. I mean, you just can't say enough. This dude is on fire. He's putting pressure on Ray, and we saw Ray fold today, or, the, or not today, but on that race. That's the first mistake we've seen him make and crash out this year. Um, and that was a big crash. He lost he lost the points lead. Yeah. Um, and and Top Rack it just looks like. He looks so unstoppable right now, really. And he looks so just composed on the bike. 
you know, I, I yep. don't know what it, it's just, it, it's such, it's such a, I mean, he just looks like he's got ice water running through his veins when he's on the bike. He's calm. He's composed. He doesn't get bent out of shape about stuff. You don't see a lot of emotion come out of him on the bike. He just goes about his business. He rides the wheels off of the bike. And uh, the last few races he has brought home tons of points is that, you know, huge points yep. hauls to close the gap to Ray. And then, like you said, you know, Ray, Ray made a mistake and the front folded on him the, in this race. And, and he lost the points lead. Um, still picked the yeah, bike up I and thought, brought it home, but you know, yeah, no points. Yeah, I I thought uh, I thought Ray had the pace in race two. Um, I think he just had some bad luck there coming in, um, and it was coming up that hill. Your your front end's going to be a little bit light, mm-hmm. and you know you're trying to load that tire and turn just after you've come uphill. So it's a tough turn, easy yeah. to lose it. And he also knew who um, he had behind him. You know, I mean. It, it, it is yeah, top rack, uh, it, you know? yeah, yeah, and he's got to go fast. He knows he can't go tiptoe through there. So, well, he knows the top rack's also amazing on the brakes. You know, those that's the that's what he took away from Esteril. This is what Ray yeah. took away from Esteril was just how awesome top rack is on the front end of that bike. You know, so he's got to be thinking about these things like, okay, right? You know, is top rack going to try to take a you know try to take a shot underneath of me in this turn you, because you that's know where, where at the Craner curves and at the Fogarty S's at the bottom of Craner. And in the Fogarty S's, Top Rack was so much faster than Ray. It was unbelievable. He must have been trail breaking in there so hard, you know, with just supreme confidence because Ray was not anywhere close to it. I mean, every lap I would watch that gap either. If Ray was in front, it would just close right up. Now, mm-hmm. Ray had him in the back half of that lap. He was faster back there. But my goodness, man, I, I just... This is what it looks like when a guy is supremely confident in his ability and his machine, and everything's working. And that's what it looked like to me for him. And, and uh, you know, he is definitely a force that has to be reckoned with. And, you know, I don't, I wouldn't be shocked if Top Rack beat Ray for the world championship this year. It wouldn't surprise me at all. If he keeps riding like this, he will. Um, it's a long season, though. we got a lot going on. But uh, let's see what happens. Garrett Gerloff finishing in second. Great result. Great result. This is what we need more of from Garrett Gerloff. Yeah. I, I mean, can't, can't agree more. We've already gone off on our Gerloff tangent, I think, this this afternoon and, and, you know, talked about what we'd love to see out of him. You know, all weekend long, he was the top independent rider. Um, yeah. You know, Which is able to... pretty normal, honestly. Yeah. He normally yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, once again, uh, to to play second, two seconds off of a little over two seconds off of Razgatlioglu, that's a really good finish. Um, you know, and that's not to say you know that Razgatlioglu is running his, riding with his hair on fire the entire race. But you know, Garrett Gerloff's fastest lap was only a tenth off of uh, Top Rack's fastest lap. So you know, the speed's coming and the speed's there. I think for Gerloff, um, and it's exciting. You know, if we if we start to see this kind of like we said before, if we start to see this consistency it would come out of Garrett. Uh, you know, once this speed is obtained, he's starting to close the gap to the front. And we see, I want to see number 31 on the podium every race, you know, and I want to see 31 at the top of that podium soon. So uh, I'm right yeah, there Yeah, me with too. You. Yeah, I, th- that was such a good race. I, I really, I really thought that he did exactly what he needed to do. He was 2.2 seconds behind Top Rack, which is the way Top Rack was running this weekend is pretty good. Um, so, I, what else can you say? I mean, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, 
Yeah. I wanted him to win, but this was the best he could do this mm-hmm. weekend, and it was pretty dadgum good. Yeah. So we'll take that, right? So Tom Sykes is in third. Um, I, again, we've said it twice now. BMW was strong this weekend. It's about time. I've been waiting for them to be strong, and I'm happy that BMW is strong because I know Tom Sykes is a good rider, and I know Michael Vandermark's a good rider, and I know that they they can fight for that podium if they have the bike. Right, and they should be. The, you know what I mean? It's not just the could. It's the should be fighting for that podium. But you know, to right. see how excited Tom Sykes was when he, when he got that podium – um, yep. that's the most emotion I've seen out of Tom Sykes for a while. You know, we know that Tom Sykes can be a little bit of an animated character. So, you know, to see him that excited, you know, maybe that can help him carry some momentum at the later rounds. Well, I mean, he had a great weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He should have been excited. And I think I saw a photograph of him taking home the front fairing from the bike because that he, he, it's his first podium in a race or something. And he's taking it home. He was <laughs> carrying it. I was like, uh, I wonder how much that costs his team, <laughs> but you know, okay. Cause you know, it's carbon fiber. Oh yeah. But, but you know, I mean, good for him. Good for him is exciting, but you know, don't want to jump too fast and skip Scott Redding who had a fourth place. Mm-hmm. That's the best we've seen from Redding, um, at, at during the weekend. But honestly, where is Scott Redding? Yeah. What is happening over there in the, the Aruba IT Ducati? It's hard to really put your finger on it, um, but right now, I honestly think that Scott Redding is his own worst enemy. Um, I, I oh, feel please like, explain. I, I just feel like Scott Redding is so such an emotional character, and I feel like Scott Redding is, a, a, he almost seems like Eeyore, and, and he just you know, he beats himself up after races. He he's he he's so emotional. It doesn't seem like he's able to compose himself and kind of push all that down and really just go out and do the job and just forget about it. It almost comes out as a uh, almost somewhat similar to what happens to a Maverick Vinales. It seems like he just gets put in such a uh, a poor mood, I guess. You know, when he starts riding the bike, if there's something going on, if the race isn't going the way that he wants it to. Um, it, you know, when we either see mistakes or we just see mm-hmm. him try to override the bike or, you know, so, things like that. But this was, so, I, I mean, I say that and he came home in fourth place, you know. So, yeah. you know, just to be objective about it, this was a good finish. And I think this was a finish that Scott Reddick really needed. But, you know, I do too. speaking about rounds of uh, races past um, that we've seen this year so far, it just seems like Scott Redding's his own worst enemy. Uh, I I would I would I would think there was some validity to that. I, there's a couple other things though. I think at the top level of any sport, mental toughness is a key ingredient to champions that are always around the top. You know, you mm-hmm. you've got to be mentally tough. I mean, Johnny Ray will come back from this. And do very well, I think. I don't think this will beat Johnny Ray up too much. I think he made a mistake. He's only down two points, even with that mistake. He knows if he wins the next race, he's in the lead. So he won't do that. But to your point about Scott Redding, I agree with you. I think he's a little bit emotional. And he lets the emotions get the better of him, just like Maverick. And that is why guys like that, with supreme talent, don't win more often and don't become champions sometimes. Um, they're just not mentally tough enough. And I don't say that 
to take a dig at Scott Redding. I say that because we've heard Scott Redding crying after he crashed. We've seen Scott Redding, oh, woe is me in his interviews. Mm. And honestly, if I'm a real competitor, that's blood in the water, and I want to put my foot on his throat because I know he'll quit or just won't believe in himself anyway. And that's what I want. That's well, like you said. I mean, that's if you're that. That's when you know to attack, right? When you know that someone's right. done, you're just going right. to keep doing. That's when a Jonathan Ray is going to just continue to go out on the bike and put in laps, put in consistent laps, put pressure mm-hmm. on you, and really let you make your own mistakes. Um, right, because he knows he can. Yeah. He knows that you're yeah. not. You don't. You, right now, he doesn't know that about Top Rack. He knows it about Scott Redding, so he's not worried about a Scott Redding. But Top Rack right now has ice water in those veins, man. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're that to me is scarier than when Bautista came over and was winning everything at the beginning when he was on the Ducati mm-hmm. or Scott Redding was winning. And I, that would be scary. Top Rack is a scarier competitor to me, competitor to me for Ray than either of those two guys because we had history of those guys and we knew what they were about, mm-hmm. you know. So. This will be an interesting year. I, I I want Scott Redding to take this chance to turn it around because when Scott Redding is good, he's really good. Um, and I don't know, maybe he needs to go get another neck tattoo. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But, you know, he and Fabio, maybe they could go sit down, have a chat, get some tattoos, you know, do their thing. Uh, uh, maybe that would help. But, you know, whatever. A little dig at Scott Redding there. I'm putting him on the bow bus right now. Oh, my. Uh with a fourth place finish, I mean, because I feel like, you know, that was the best he did all weekend. I mean, we talked about the Super Pole race, mm-hmm. poor decisions, right? Um, and you know, and I know that he said and, once and it, he lost a race for that intermediate tire. That's but a, yep. You, you can't. That's a you pr- just can't do that. That's a pride decision to me. That's right. That that yeah. was a pride decision to me, and and that was a stubbornness, and and. And I'm sorry that that's I agree. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly I think you and I are thinking the same thing. There is, you know, just because you lost a race on an intermediate tire how many years ago now in a completely different championship series, you're not going to entertain it now when you see how much technology and how much effort these tire manufacturers go into putting into this tire. And Johnny and Ray have, is winning on it. Exactly. And you have raw data <laughs> from the, everyone else on that tire, but you still don't want to run that tire. I'm sorry. You got lucky once with, with the gamble on that, on the full yep. wet, but not any or the yep. slicks. I'm sorry, but not. Well, anymore. like not I said, I, I, when I see him on the slicks, I'm like, well, this dude just trying to go home early, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he didn't want to run this race. <laughs> But, you know, that's he, that's who he is. That's what he did. Uh, in sixth place, we had Alex Lowe's in race two. I, I, it, look, I, I don't know how I feel about Alex Lowe's, honestly. I, I know that that Kawasaki is super fast. I know it can be a race winner uh, I, because his teammate does it all the time. I know it can be a world championship bike. Mm. But I think, I think we might be seeing that Alex Lowe's has given you the best Alex Lowe's has. I mean, where are you? Everybody so, can't be a world champion. This is true. And, there, you know, we see, I see a lot out of Alex Lowe's that we see out of Sam Lowe's. Um, I, I just see inconsistency. I, I think that they are very similar with one another. They're very fast riders, but it depends on what day they're fast. It just depends yeah. on what day they're going to finish the race, what day they're going to bring it home. It just—you never know what you're going to get with with Alex Lowe's. 
And, no, and that's I, unfortunate. Well, yeah. I mean, the beginning of the year, we saw that, you know, Alex Lowe's was fairly strong. He was running fairly well with Jonathan Ray. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, it was yep. it was exciting to see, you know, both those Kawasaki's up front. Um, but Go but Team as, Green. As the season has gone on, there's been a gradual um, – there's been the green has moved further down the pack a little bit and yeah absolutely. and whether that's yep. other teams that are getting the bike figured out or getting their bikes figured out like like the bmw team possibly and top right. rack and girl off getting better or whether if it's alex lowe's just not if it's a decline in alex lowe's you know that kind of remains right. to be seen and i don't um, think it's a decline i i just think alex lowe's and many riders you must never remain static. You have to improve every single time you go out on that bike. You've got to find something that makes it a little better mm. and a little better because that's what people do. Definitely. You know, and that's what I feel like. Um, and, and, and I feel like Alex Lowe stayed static. He's probably just as good, maybe even a hair better than he was at the very beginning of the year, but everyone else has stepped up, right? Yeah. And he hasn't developed as far. So mm-hmm. to your point, I think I think that's where we are with Lowe's. Yeah, and uh, you know Chaz Davies yeah. coming home in seventh place. Uh, sorry, will you have anything else to add to Alex Lowe's? No, but I was going to say a lot more. But you know, whatever you do, what you want to do here, Bo, it's your world. I mean, you lead this dance, sir. I'm sorry, lead sir. It. I just I just want to make sure that we uh, we don't run out of time. Oh my gosh, you and the time. What? Well, if this was a Yamaha talk, you'd be le- all about it. No, I'm just kidding, you buddy. Let's talk about Chaz Davies. I mean, it was a good ride, and. um I wonder, it enters my mind every time I see him beat Rinaldi, mm-hmm. if, yep. if the factory team's not like, huh, huh, maybe Chaz was the right choice. Maybe oh, yeah. we messed up. I love seeing Chaz Davies finish in front of uh, Rinaldi, not because I don't like Rinaldi, but just because I like the underdog story. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I like to see, absolutely. You know, Chaz Davies is kind of that he he was left out in the cold last year. He didn't have a ride. It didn't even look like he was going to get this go eleven ride, and it th- I think it kind of came through at the eleventh hour. Um, and then uh, you know Chaz Davies is doing well on the bike, and and I'm sorry, but that that blue on that bike is absolutely beautiful. So I'm all yeah, for seeing nice, that bike. It's a nice looking bike um, for sure. The more, the more screen time we can see of it, the better. The, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, and he's, and he is another one. He is improving. I mean, he's, he's had some good races this year. And I think mm-hmm. as a factory, uh, as not as a non-factory team, I should say as a privateer team, finishing in the top 10 is solid work. That's where you're supposed to be. And if you yep. can do that and get a few podiums and, you know, if you win a race, that's why Rinaldi got that ride because he won a race at Aragon. Mm-hmm. I remember Should that he have history. gotten it? But, but I don't. I don't like that though. I want to say real quick. I don't like that. It makes me crazy when people win two races, they get the big factory ride, then they struggle, and everybody's like, "Well, I don't know what's going on," because you took the outlier, you know. But having said that, Rinaldi won some races this year. Won a race this year. He, let's just give him a year to figure it out, and then if he does it again the same way next year, we'll know that Chaz Davies should have kept the ride. Right, definitely. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, and oh, I like of course. it better. Yeah. I never make mistakes in hindsight. <laughs> it's always the way I do it. That's true. But, you know, real quick, Haslam and Bautista rounding out the top 10 for HRC. So top 10s, I guess that's good. Um but hopefully after the break, we'll get some real development on that HRC. Because you and I are Honda guys. I mean, we like Honda. I have rode a Honda forever. It just, they stopped innovating. And their their bikes for us as track day stuff just wasn't 
the weapon that these other bikes could be. And, you know, they didn't even, I just feel like they've just gotten lazy because Mark Marquez is there to save them. And uh, I think they're going to have to ramp up that R&D department again, knock the dust off of it, open the, take the lock off and get in there and do some work, man. Let's do it. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we are running a little bit short of time, but I will say that, yes, I, I think what we're seeing is the mark has trickled down, uh, you know, the lack yeah. of the development yeah. and, and it's yeah. it's trickled down from the GP level all the way down into what we see in the showrooms now. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Yeah. And uh, but hopefully but hopefully the winter and the winter break or the little break they have here, they can get some stuff, take this positive uh, results and do some development. Well, Bo, I mean, I think we've we've covered it. I know we are running out of time for our forty-five minute time slot here. So, you have anything else? No, I think that's it, Jason. It was a good talk. I think we covered covered yeah, a lot man. for you know three races awesome. in the weekend. So, uh, yeah, we sure did. And uh, again, everybody, I apologize for reading the Super Bowl results out as race results when it was a completely different result because you know I'm dumb. But you're not dumb, Jason. You're right. I'm a genius, and everybody knows it. But Having said all that, guys, out there in podcast land, we want you to keep that shiny side up, that rubber side down. I'm Jason, a.k.a. Captain Novice, and my man, Bo. We're wishing you all a safe and happy week. We'll be back next week to talk to you. Have a great night. Have a good one.